Right at the end of 1 Timothy chapter 1, there's this, this charge that Paul gives to Timothy as the preacher in Ephesus. He says, I entrust you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that you may, by them, you may wage good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. I want you to hold on to your faith, I want you to live it, and I want you to proclaim it, and I don't want you to let it be compromised. I want you to live your Christian life and preach your Christian message in a world that's not going to like it. Wage that warfare, and it flips over to chapter 2 then. But remember, this was not chapter 1, chapter 2 to Paul. This is one letter. And he says, first of all, that warfare, the first thing you should do in your warfare is urge, I want to urge you to make supplication, prayers, intercession, thanksgiving for all people, kings, and those who are in high positions, those who are in authority over you. I want you, in this war that you're waging, don't forget, first of all, to pray for the people who are are, are monitoring the structure in which you live in your society. This all in white really is a prayer for our law enforcement people, for those who protect our health and our safety, those who allow for a structure in our government and on our world and just society. They are people who let us live the best kind of lives that we can. And then he goes on to describe, here's what you're supposed to do with it. Since they provide the structure and the safety and the, and, and the health for you, you lead a peaceful, quiet life. You, you honor them. You honor them and take advantage of what they provide you. you. You live a quiet, godly, dignified life in every way. This is good. It's pleasing to God in every way. It, it is it, in the sight of God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. There's nothing God wants more than everybody to come to him and be saved by him. Nothing drives him more than that right there. And he wants us living our lives. We have a job, church, a mission from God, to live our lives and take a message of salvation from God to the world. And one of the first things we need to think about are all the people that help us do this. The people who allow for a structure, there are oftentimes we'll begin a prayer like this. Thank you, God, that we're able to be here without fear of persecution. One of the greatest blessings we would say as Americans is we have a right to gather here and no one's going to bother us and no one's going to stop us. No one's going to threaten us because of the structure of our world is of law and order. And it's these people who are here today, some of them, those, pe th those folks that are here today are the people who provide that. And when we pray for them, we are fighting a good fight. We are doing part of our task because we view what they do through what we're supposed to do. Now, there's another passage for this. If you'll turn now to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. One of the greatest ways in our world that we bear witness to the great Christian truth is that we love our enemies. It is so counter-impulse. It is so counter what we want to do. It is so counter-cultural. But God tells us, Romans chapter 12, bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse them. When somebody does you evil, don't you do evil in return. Even if it's unjust and totally wrong, don't you dare seek vengeance. Don't you go out there and strap on your Smith & Wesson and go after them. Don't you do that. I want you to leave that vengeance to God. This is one of the hardest things to do, and it's one of the most impressive witnesses to the Christian distinct way of life that there is on the planet. 
God's going to take care of the injustice. Don't you do it. But wouldn't that lead to anarchy? Wouldn't that lead to total lawlessness? Well, it could, but God's not just asking you to wait till by and by the final day of judgment to render that justice. God has created a system for us. How here and now on earth we can seek this God-ordained justice in a proper way. Next screen. Yeah, keep going. I was afraid to say that with any police officers here. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. This is not just govern authorities, but anyone that they designate and delegate to fulfill a role that's theirs. There's no authority except from God. Did you get that? There is no authority except from God. The, the people in authority over us were put in there by God. And it's stressed all the way through this. You'll see it in all the underlines. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. You do know, right? When you disobey the authority, you're also disobeying God. You're doing a double whammy. Do you remember how this used to be? How many of you remember? You go to school and disrespect a teacher, the school's going to get you. But it ain't going to be as bad as when you get home. You get home and you get gotten again. Do you remember that? It's like a double, it's like, well, it shouldn't. And now everybody says, well, the school will take care of itself and they don't have, no, no, no. See, because there's a double offense. When you disrespect that teacher, you also disrespected your mama. And so the school's going to take care of this, but mama's going to take care of this, or daddy, whichever, both. And it was a double thing. You remember when there were double offenses? That's what God says. When there's an authority over you, like a, a law enforcement person or even a medical emergency person, because you're supposed to go to the rightest part of the highway, because we recognize that authority that's been given them, and that's in our best interest, right? Those people in authority over us, we need to honor them, not only because of what they're doing, but because God told us to. We've got double reason to respect these folks. Rulers don't hold a terror to good people. They hold a terror to bad people. So do what is good, and you'll receive his approval. So here's the two things he wants us to know. These people serving in these roles that we're honoring today, back up, back up. They are God's servants. That's not just a fireman with a uniform on that's not a police officer a paramedic with a parent it's not it is God's servant doing a role that God wants them to do a function that is God wanted and he put people in those places and he expects us as his people to honor that role and respect them and it's also for your good those people are trying to keep law in order for us. It's for us. And then we can start doing good, and we can preach our message, and we can live our lives, and we can influence the world because of the wonderful structure that's being allowed. Yeah, there's problems with our country, y'all, but it's still the best country in the world when it comes to this. It's an amazing structure that we have of law and order. If you're a good person, you'll be left alone. If you're a bad person, you have reason to concern, or you're doing something bad. So this morning, we want to honor those folks who are in these roles. And we're going to do it in three ways as we wrap this up. One is this. We invited you here today. Well, let me finish this slide. We are God's servant to live and teach God's truth. Is that your job, church? 
That's every one of us. That's not just the paid guys. That's not just the church elders. That's all of us. We are God's servant to live that life and live out that message and preach that message. That's the job. we. They, talking about our authority, so for some of us, that's they. For those of you in that uniform right now or fill that role, you are God's servants to maintain law and order and allow for human thriving and health. And we as God's servants recognize their servanthood. We're both servants. And some of you are double, right? Some of you are Christians. By the way, this is true if you're an atheist. I mean, if you're one of you fire guys, if you're the most wicked person in the world, I hope you're not. But let's say you were. When you put on that uniform and do your job, I still see you as a servant of God. And I'm going to treat you accordingly. And we as the church teach this. One of the things I brought you here for, one of the things we want to, hear, to, to, do, to honor you is to, hear, is to let you hear us say to each other, we believe these folks are servants of the same God we serve, and they have a role to fulfill that God is concerned about. And we're going to view them that way. They are ministers of God. That's why uh, politically you'll call people ministers a lot. They are ministers of God doing a ministry, and we are going to treat them that way. And church, that's what we're going to teach until the kingdom comes, right, in its fullness. These people, these law enforcement people, and these people providing structure for our lives, they are servants of God. We believe that. We teach that to our kids. You respect them, and you do right by them. Second thing is this. We want you to know that not just today, but often and all the time, we go before our sovereign God and pray for you. Every passage that talks about the human authorities and governing authorities and those who keep law, every passage mentions us praying for them. And so we will promise to pray for you in the roles that you do. And third, we wanted you here in person so that we could see you, shake your hand, and feed you barbecue. The way to a person's heart is through the stomach. Mouth, close. Stomach, yeah, same thing. It's got to get to one or the other. So, so we want to do that, all right? So the work that you do is important. Law enforcement people like laying out there saying people keep the laws, right? Fire department people, safety for us. Those helicopter people, you can't really go to the right for them, but they work closer to God than any of us do. You all got that. The early service went, huh? Yeah. So we're never in their way, but listen, when, when, when we see them, we find ourselves looking up, right? We look up and we can be thankful for them and pray for whoever they're helping at the moment. And the other night, it was Twilight Rim. And I'm sitting there thinking, the people we're going to honor Sunday are the very ones taking her today to Little Rock. This stuff happens in our lives. These are real daily features of our lives as we live in community like this. And I'm grateful I'm grateful. She ended up not making that. It was a devastating thing. But to know that there's a law and an order and a structure that got her where she needed to go quickly. And how many times has it worked out for our advantage and benefit? I'm grateful for these folks. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pray now. That's what God asked us to do. And so right here in this service, we're going to do that. Let's pray together. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, at the very least, Lord, may your will be done in us as we voluntarily submit our lives to your reign. In any way that this requires submission from us, Lord, help us to see it, to be willing to give it. 
Thank you for revealing yourself to us, providing your word to guide us. Thank you for showing us that we're made in the image of nothing less than you. And thank you for guiding us with words that you provided so that we can know how to be like you. For your ways are much higher than our ways and your thoughts so much higher than ours. You've provided us with people that you position in our lives for our good. Some of these servants are here with us today and we ask for your blessing upon them. May they always know in a conscious way the high calling they're serving and may they always feel your presence and favor upon them as they serve in those roles. May you keep them safe as they carry out these responsibilities in time of stress and danger. Help them to maintain balance in their own personal lives and in their marriages and in their families as they serve these high-pressure situations and then deal with the impact of that pressure all the time. And may we as your people conduct ourselves properly around them. May we be conscious too that they're your servants and they are doing us good. Help us to take advantage of what they do by being good examples and faithful people because it pleases you when we do. May we be able to live good lives, share your truth because of the structure and safety these servants of yours provide our community. Lord, each time they get in their vehicles or they enter a situation in which they're serving their calling to bring order and safety and health, go with them and grant them the wisdom and the discernment and the grace to do their work with efficiency and faithfulness. In the name of he who is Lord and sovereign over all, amen. If there's anyone who for whatever reason this week you've heard others have chosen, Graham, Jennifer have chosen to make a decision to bow their knee to King Jesus, something you've been thinking about for a long time or maybe just something that struck you this week and you realize you need to do that because you never have, this morning, we want to make it available to you to decide you want to be a servant of God for the highest calling of sharing Him with a world that needs Him so badly. And this morning, that opportunity is available to you as we stand and sing and urge you to come forward.